0: Hi, and welcome back to my story corner. We are reading Beverly Clearly's The Mouse and the Motorcycle, Chapter 8 today. A family reunion. Uh. The next thing Ralph knew, his mother was shaking him by the shoulders. Wake up, she said. Ralph, wake up. Room service has brought us another meal. Room service? Ralph rubbed his eyes, not believing what he'd heard. Room service has brought our dinner? Yes, a real feast—a whole blueberry muffin, and a chocolate chip cookie. Said Ralph's mother. Get up! We are having a family reunion. It all came back to Ralph. Oh, room service! He said, understanding at last. You mean the boy Kenneth? Hey. He isn't. He is room service to me. Ralph's mother said, happy and carefree. Ralph sat up, apparently his aunt and uncles had many squeaky and many squeaky cousins were arriving by the secret paths in the spaces between the walls. It was a long time since anyone had enough food for a family reunion. There was a rejoicing in the mouse nest for everyone but Ralph. He was thinking of the motorcycle he had lost and the promise he had broken. He had a dull, heavy feeling in the pit of his stomach, and he did not feel like celebrating why where there's Ralph squeaked Aunt. Sissy, who brought it thought she was better than the rest of the family because she lived in the bridal suite where she led her relatives to believe riches of rice fell to the carpet when the bride took off her hat, when the groom shook out his coat. The rest of the family knew Sissy was not as grand as she pretended to be, because very few brides and grooms came to the hotel these days. My how you've grown. Ralph never knew what to say when people told him how he'd grown. Well, well, if it isn't Ralph," said Uncle Lester, who had a nest inside the wall of the housekeeper's office where the maids dropped donut crumbs every morning at ten o'clock when they had their coffee. "What's this? I hear about you riding up and down the halls on a motorcycle." Uncle Lester had a way of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. "My land, a motorcycle!" said Aunt Old Aunt Dorothy. "Isn't that pretty dangerous?" "'Wouldn't mind riding one myself if I were a few years younger,' said Uncle Lester. "'All the little cousins came crowding around Ralph. "'Show us your motorcycle,' they squeaked. "'We want to ride it. "'Come on, give us a ride on your motorcycle, Ralph.' "'Huh, Ralph? Come on, Ralph, please.' "'Ralph knew he was expected to be polite to all the relatives, "'even the squeaky little cousins. "'Well, embarrassed and ashamed, he looked down at the floor. "'I sort of lost the motorcycle on a pile of sheets and pillowcases.' "'Lost the motorcycle? Oh, Ralph!' cried his mother, genuinely alarmed. "'Ralph knew what she was thinking. "'Did this mean the end of the room service? "'Did she have to go back to pilfering and Crumbs for his brothers and sisters? "'That's a young mouse for you,' said tactless Uncle Lester. "'Can't take care of anything. "'If anybody asks me, I think it's a good thing,' he lost his aunt Dorothy. "'Riding a motorcycle is just plain foolhardy.' "'All the little cousins looked disappointed.' And sulky. I don't think he ever had a motorcycle, said one. I bet he just made it up, said another, and the rest agreed. Ralph felt terrible. The family reunion swirled on around him. The muffin and the cookie were divided. The cousins fought over the blueberries. Um, unc- um, blueberries. Uncles, usually overweight muscles, asked for second helpings. Everyone talked at once. The little cousins finished their dinner and went racing around the mouse nest. The uh, aunt and uncles raised their voices uh, to be heard above the racket of their chil- that their children made. Suddenly there came from the knothole a noise that drowned out the squeaks and squeals of the young mice at play. Shh. Not a mouse moved. They looked at one another, too petrified, terrified to speak. Psst. Hey, Ralph. Come on out, whispered Kenneth at the entrance of the mouse nest. Ralph's mother gave him a little shove, but no one spoke. With heavy feet, Ralph walked to the knothole, but he did not have to go out into room 215. What do you want, he asked. You and your family better be quiet in there, or my mother will hear you. You know how she is about mice, Kellen said. I don't know why people say things are as quiet as mice. You sound like a pretty noisy bunch to me. Behind Ralph, his relatives began to tiptoe quietly away to their own homes, Leaving his mother jewel to clean up. Did you have a nice picnic? Ralph uh, asked, dreading that he must tell the boy. Yes, we saw an old mining town with a real jail with bars on the windows. Kenneth reached into his pocket and pulled out something curved and hard and white with a rubber band fastened to it with a piece of scotch tape. I brought you a present, he said. Come on out. Puzzled and cu- curious, Ralph squeezed through the knothole. What is it, he asked. Where is the object he was? He had never seen anything like it. "Half a ping-pong ball, I found down at the, in the game room, said Kenneth. See, I padded the inside with thistle-down and anchored the rubber band to the top with scotch tape. For what, Ralph? Still did not understand. A crash helmet for you. Kenneth set the half ping-pong ball on Ralph's head and slipped the rubber band carefully around his whiskers until it rested under his chin. There, that's just right. You need it big, so there will be plenty of room for your ears. When you ride a motorcycle, you need a crash helmet. Ralph peered at Kenneth under his new crash helmet, which rested lightly on his head. He knew he looked every inch a motorcycle racer, but never in his whole life had he felt so ashamed. He longed to crawl off into his hole and never face Kenneth again. But his consequence, which now, until now, he did not know he had, would not let him, conscience, sorry. There was nothing to do but stand there with his fine new crash helmet and confess. You might as well know, he told uh, Kenneth, I lost the motorcycle. Lost the motorcycle? Uh, Kenneth, who had been kneeling, sat back on his heels. But how? I rode by mistake into a pillowcase and a heap of linen on the floor. It got dumped into the laundry hamper, confessed Ralph. You rode it into the pillowcase. But you weren't supposed to ride it in the daytime, you promised. I know, agreed Ralph miserably. I didn't exactly mean to ride it. But you did, Kellen's voice was accusing. Well, you see, the maid was vacuuming under the bed, and I began, Ralph, and stopped. Oh, what's the use? I rode it and I lost it, and it's probably gone to the laundry by now, and I'm sorry. The boy and the mouse were silent. Both were thinking about the little motorcycle that was with its clean lines and pairs Of shining chrome exhaust pipes. The motorcycle was my very most favorite of all my cars, said Kenneth. I saved my allowance and bought it myself. Ralph hung his head with his crash helmet. There was nothing more he could say. It was a terrible thing he had done. I guess I should have known you weren't old enough to be trusted with motorcycles, said Kenneth. The boy could not have said anything that would hurt Ralph more. End of chapter 8. Thank you for joining us on our little adventure. Thank you. Bye.